0: The Flex and Frooms Daily Podcast. Brought to you by
1: What's Listen here, okay. Enough funny business. Can I ask you a
0: question? Uh-huh. What's the worst gift you ever got from a boyfriend?
1: Lipstick. Oh, that's the worst. It was cr- it was my birthday, and he bought me this lipstick. Um, what was the brand? It was from Mecca. Really good lipstick. Pretty sure I still got it. It's um Chantecaille. 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 All he bought was a lipstick. Oh, that's the worst gift? Yes. At least chop out like a hundred and fifty. How how many years had it been? Ye yeah, a year. Yeah. Okay. So But you know what hit me? Because what? three months earlier at Christmas, I'm getting a veritable buffet of gifts, like four gifts. Oh,
0: so, so he, he did he think he one one kind gift. of like he blew his load with that one. He was like, Oh, we got it.
1: However, I will say we did go to Bali um two months before and he did pay for that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why turn the tap off on the third gift giving? Yeah, this is what I'm
0: saying. You have to start as you intend to finish. <laughs> so, you can't, like I said, give it your best shot and then start, you know. But this is also the tricky thing about gift giving because are you in the camp of people who are like,
1: it needs to be like almost like a surprise, or do you want to say? Oh, I don't want a fuggly surprise. I used to always crack it at Christmas when my mum would like branch out and get me one surprise would make me so mad that I wanted to punch a wall. Why? Because I love my mum, but if it wasn't right, you know, Mm. I want to like... It's not right, yeah. It's not right.
0: And now i got to be appreciative. You feel that? I feel that because I see every now and then I do this thing where I'm like, I can be different. You know, like at the start of October, I was like, I'm going to be a passive princess. I'm not going (laughs) to... I'm just going to like let things happen. No. Tried that for seven days. It was torturous. (laughs) I remember with one of my boyfriends, I was like, you know, I'm going to try like letting you decide what you want to get me you know like I trust you Mm. I don't know what I was thinking because I knew what I wanted but I was like nah I just want to see you can get it I just moved house naturally annually I do it and he was like I want to get you a practical gift I was like okay cool okay so (laughs) what's that this guy got me a microwave (laughs) number one I don't even eat leftovers I don't even eat leftovers a microwave he got me Like this Chromecast thing. I don't want to watch anything on a TV. (laughs) Like all this, like he got me like a blender. I'm like, shut up. honestly i'm drowning under the confusion and he was so stoked he's like she's like he's like and he was going he's like no you're gonna this is why because like the blend is like i know you like smoothies i to buy boost (laughs) (laughs) i want to make boost there's a big difference son and then from there i'm like cracking the whip at all times i'm like do not ever deviate you wanna you want to get me a gift here's a list let's bring back bratism Oh, 100%. Being a
1: spoilt little brat.
0: Did you ever do that BDSM
1: test? Ooh. Mm. You should do it. You did choke me before. Literally. Anyway, we're giving a f- Ugh, we're giving away too much, Flex. <laughs> I just, this wave of energy. I had a big-ass burrito for a Mad Max about one let's hour Let's stop ago. you there. Let, let's get. As I say, I once said this on TikTok. <laughs> Imagine the food that you've eaten mm. then being inside of your stomach. Terrifying. Fucked f- f- up. Yeah. Oh, abolish it. Anyway, whatever. Let's go. Flex Flex. Flex.
0: and Frooms. Unfortunately, I have some bad news for you. Starting off on a sombre note, Frooms did leave her mug in the work bathroom. It is unfortunately a breach of our comfort (laughs) and our trust. Why are the sanitary hygienic work mugs in the unsanitary work bathroom? Froomini, please
1: advise. Look, I didn't have a key cup today, so I went and took a mug from the kitchen, Mm -hmm. went out, got a coffee at the coffee shop Mm – Finished it, obviously finished the coffee, ran straight to the bathroom. Leave yes. the coffee cup in the bathroom. Every intention to take it out and put it in, in the kitchen. Oh, so you've done your bit for the environment but not for your fellow man. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fellow man ain't going to be around. So may as well piss you off now. Flexi. I want to tell you about what happens when you die, which seems like quite a I can person. tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me tell you what happens. <laughs> it's about to go down. This is a TikTok. This new study made me excited to die. Researchers were able to study what happens when you die by going to 567 patients who were having cardiac arrest and while they were being resuscitated, studying their brains.
0: Not asking them questions. That they could
1: see the people trying to resuscitate them. They were aware that they were dying, but they also felt this pull towards a place that felt like home. In their brains, they found that the neurons no longer had the same inhibition they did when someone was not, quote unquote, dying. So their brains started firing in all these really intense ways. They didn't really have their lives flash before their eyes but they had this really strong sense of moral judgment of their life going through every aspect of their life and almost seeing if what they had done had followed proper ethics and moral values. This is a fascinating study that makes you realise you need to be a good person because right before you die you're going to be assessing whether or not you were a good person but also that the experience of dying is going to be very out of body and, you know, honestly, croaking might be cool.
0: Yeah, I disagree with that one. So, like, let's say you are about to die and then you start measuring your life against a moral and ethical code. Hello, keyword, you're about to die. Live it up, live it up, live it up. That's not the time to be judging yourself. <laughs> get off it. this just a bit
1: narcissistic, no? <laughs> we need some self-positive affirmations as we go. Yeah. Also, we always talk about this. What is? What are morals? What are morals? Does this mean we shouldn't have morals full stop? I think we need a couple just to get by. But I
0: also feel like the emphasis should be living fully. So even if there's something to look back on, you can say with certainty, you know, it was a bit red hot in a few of those years, but I lived true i
1: lived well it makes me think it's like if you're gonna die anyway who cares if you go through the rolodex it's kind of like when people go oh i'm wearing good undies in case i get hit by a bus and die yeah you die that's it flex and frooms i've just had a sip from my coke no sugar i'm more of a diet coke girl the coke no sugar tastes like a regular coke but with no sugar, whereas the Diet Coke has a softer, lighter flavour profile. I'm all about a
0: regular Coke. The last thing I want is any kind of diet, sugar-free, whatever, whatever. I'm going to do it. Let's crank it. Give me the 60 tablespoons of sugar. <laughs> Hook it straight to my veins.
1: Flex, I've got a – this is kind of like an am I the asshole?" but it's more like a relationship advice issue. It is from a woman who writes, is it a bad idea to get my boyfriend a dog? Oh, It's a hard off one. Off the dome, yeah. Let's have a look. Absolutely. Hi, I, 23-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend, 24-year-old male, for four years. Whoa. This year, he's mentioned multiple times that he wishes he had a puppy, specifically a chihuahua. Who's one of yours? Mucking. And that he would love to have something to hang out with and take care of. I feel that. Something. is not specific <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> However, I know that he won't actually take the steps to get one because he tends to need to be pushed a little in order to make big decisions or changes himself. My baby prince. So I found out that a couple in my neighbourhood have some newborn chihuahuas that they're going to be selling at the end of November. I decided that I'm going to surprise my boyfriend with a chihuahua as a Christmas present. I went over there and told the couple I was interested. I even picked out which dog I'd be buying. <laughs> I mentioned this to my friend and she insists that surprising someone with an animal is a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be nice and thoughtful, and now she has me second guessing that. What does everyone else think? Too long, don't read. I want to surprise my boyfriend with a puppy as a Christmas present. Trying to determine whether or not this is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> There's a distinction between a push um, and making the decision for him. You know
0: what I'm saying? You know, one is one is saying, "Hey, there are some chihuahuas for sale. What do you reckon?" And if he said, "Oh yeah, I really want to get one," they said, "Okay, cool. I'll book an appointment." That's a push, but getting. A non-consensual pet for someone is so hectic. I have just come to terms very recently that I really don't like people who buy pets as accessories because I know I would be that person, and it's not a good thing. Like my decision making for wanting to get a pet—I don't have one, by the way—is well, which breed do I want to get? I want to get a cute one and one that has this kind of coloring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the coloring. And <laughs> you know, before you know it, you're not thinking, "Damn, I got to be with this thing for fifteen years." no it's like buying a house 100 i did that on a whim too but <laughs> but i wasn't hurting anyone in that process Do you know what i mean like i was actually building something stable for my own future this random dog that i'm going to pick because it looks cute and then decide that i don't have the capacity to look after it i don't like that at all in this instance as well i was talking to someone the other day or maybe like a month ago now who his the reason why him and his girlfriend broke up is because she bought an impulsive pet Called him up one day, they lived together, and said, Hey, like, I just was at the shops. I saw this really cute pet. I'm like, I got it. Like, what kind it's of done. Dog. I should have clarified that sounds odd. I saw a really cute pet. Saw a really cute dog. And he was like, oh, Okay, like, at maybe. At the shops? Yeah. Even that's where I draw the line. He's like, Yeah, maybe not. And she's like, I already got it. Like, it's already confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm picking it up. I'm taking it home now, but I need to go out later. So, can you look after it? They come home, they have this huge fight because she cannot understand where he's coming from. They just go and buy pets randomly. Naturally, she does not look after it. She does not train it, feed it, walk it, none of it. They break up, obviously. He still has the pet.
1: I mean, maybe he's going to love the pet. Oh, they like obsess.
0: Like yeah. it's a great, it's a happy ending, but it could have been an unhappy ending.
1: Well, I've been in this position before when me and my sister were kids. Her friend um, bought her a cat whoa like a kitten of course it's very presumptuous my yeah. sister loved it of course of my course. parents are kind of like this is crazy it's a whole responsibility you've signed me up for so the friend bought my sister the cat mm. and then the friend's younger sister came over to hang out at our house mm-hmm. and i had a canary mm-hmm. called mm. tweety what does a little girl do Mm-mm. the little girl grabs tweety no out of my cage and puts it in front of the cat going, no! <laughs> and the cat. Since you were in the room with a whole sociopath. The cat bit my canary's head off. <gasps> so then, obviously, I had to get another canary. What was it called? Tweety. Tweety 2. Yeah, of course. Tweety 2. Naturally. Well, imagine that playing with a little. <gasps> Sick. Honestly, but I don't really care for pets, so I wasn't that sad. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. R.O.P. tweeting. She's not kidding. She's a real She's one. She's not
0: kidding. She's <laughs> not was kidding. a real one. That is <laughs> terrifying. I hate that story. Don't get your boyfriend the chihuahua. As sweet as you think it might be, the one thing I know about people who are in relationships, they break up.
1: Yeah, they do do they that. They do.
0: Um, and, you know, the worst thing about a breakup is you're stuck with those memories and that trauma and he's going to be stuck with the physical embodiment of your failed relationship.
1: Not that you're breaking up. No, God, no. God, no. no, 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 no. But. You could. Leave that little bitey thing in the cage, please Truly. and thanks. Truly. This is Flex and Frooms on Kater.
0: Froomey has only had, you know, two career paths in her life. One was selling window tint and the second was being a media personality. I have had a bajillion, bajillion jobs, career paths, the whole thing. Started at McDonald's, as you do. How many years? I don't know. I think like you did
1: three months. Yeah, I don't think I did very long. <laughs> you, you were definitely the one with the headset on, 100 orders. No, 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 no.
0: I was in the drive-through, and then I was front cashier, and then it was just a, a lot. Like it was very high stress, and I just went there to hang out with my friends because we all got jobs there. It wasn't, I wasn't serious. Worked at Diva, the jewelry store. Rip, you are such a Diva I'm girl. Such a Diva girl. Worked at Sunglass Heart. Did a, did a bunch of things, right? But there was a point in time I worked at. Bets Shoes and Zoo Shoes, right? And Zoo Shoes was uh, a footwear store for men and women. Very cool. Very cool. I went to the Bondi one. So if you know, you know. And so generally when we do, I met my best friend there, Sully, shout out. That's what we met. The store was split in two. Men's shoes on one side, women's shoes on the other. And then often what would happen when two people were working, you'd separate and you'd kind of tackle one or the other generally, right? And then you kind of develop your habit of knowing who to sell to. And I just enjoyed selling to men. I felt like it was an easy sale. It is what it is. Internalized misogyny much? No, not at all. It's just that like in... That was a complete joke. Babes, you're a comedian. they got to land better. <laughs> <laughs> Why, am I- Why am I making you laugh? Why am I making you laugh? <laughs> Something has gone all right. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the other day I was on my Love Island show. I got a text with Josh and Flex. Josh, my co-host, complimented my shoes, my Balantiaga Crocs. I the greatest. Said, are you wearing amazing. them right now? Other ones. Okay. But I was wearing my slip-on Crocs. Um, and then I said, uh, he's like, well, what size are you? And then I was like, oh, I'm a men's eight and a half, nine. And I was like, what size are you? I'm like, are you going to say you're an eleven? And he was like, oh, yeah, I I am. Like, I'm like an 11. I'm like, yeah, okay. Because all men are size 11s. (laughs) He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, in my experience, the majority of men who walked into this shoe store, you'd say, hey, what size are you? They'd be like, I don't know. Either one, I don't know. I got to ask my girlfriend. I got to ask my mom. Those were (laughs) the answers. And if it wasn't those three, the fourth are size 11, 12. (laughs) Okay. So we have got liars, 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 liars. So naturally, I'm talking to Josh and I say, okay, cool. Let me try on your shoes. I'll bet I'll fit them. Better yet, you try my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? He slops his foot into the blade of like crock. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. He said he was a size 11. I'm so, He's like, whoa. He's like, these seem a little big. These seem a little big. Maybe your feet are bigger. No, babe. No. No, no, no. no, no. I'm a size eight and a half, nine men. You're also a size eight and a half. He's like, these are 11. I don't want to hear it. So back in the shoe store, though, every time pull out a size 11 and we get a 10 down just in case, not climb up that ladder twice for this guy who's a liar. So you give him the 11. Oh, these seem like they're made kind of big. Did you want a size down? Nah, nah, nah. I'm usually an 11. Okay. These ones seem to be made big. Maybe try, maybe try the 10. Do you have a half size? Do you do a 10 and a half? <laughs> No, we don't. You just get, to get the, have to get the 10. Bring out the 10, put it on. Yeah, these seem huge. These seem really, really big. I mean, do you want to try the size down? It just seems like a, a weird make model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority of the time, these men were size 8s and size 9s. And there's no shame in it. You're just not all built like a size 11. It's like how, the, how there are no guys who are 5'11". It's a fake height.
1: It is a fake height. What,
0: what is with all this um, dysmorphia, guys? Do you know what? I can't even throw shade because I've been going through my own battle with dysmorphia shout out. So in my head I'm a tall person. I swear to you. <laughs> in my head I'm 5'10, maybe even 5'11. And it only dawned on me in the last 6 months or so because I'm always wearing a high ponytail and a platform. Yes. Always. The platform's giving 3 inches maybe four, the pony's giving an extra one or two. So in my head, I'm walking around 5'10", 5, 5'11", 5, looking at fellow five tens, being like, We're, this is us. We're in it together. It's not your community, babe. It's not because I stand next to someone who I perceive to be short and they're towering over me. That's me. It's cooked. So I'm working through it. You'll notice today I'm not doing the high pony because I'm practicing what it's like to show up as myself, obviously wearing the three inches because don't be ridiculous. They're bigger than three inches. You've got these
1: massive black blints Oh, I guess back heel. No,
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's at least five inches. Anyway, so it's me and the men lying about our heights and shoe sizes. It is what it is. No That's shade, you, just you confessions. Get closer to your real self.
1: This is Flex and Frooms on Cater.
0: The other day I bumped my knuckle on the corner of my bathroom mirror cabinet. It sort of nicked a bit of skin. It didn't bleed, didn't think much
1: of it. Why is it raised? Why is there a bump and why does it still hurt? Let me tell you why. That was actually a figment of your imagination, that occurrence. But what really happened was while you are asleep, mm. Edwin Edwin. <laughs> Edwin, Cullen came in and had a little nibbling on your finger. Just get a little taste. Ooh. See if you're rolling with that O blood type. I think I am O blood type. Really? Yeah. I just knew. Ready? Listen to this. That's Edward Cullen cracking open a can of your blood, girl. That's really romantic. Thank you so
0: much for sharing. Number two, for years I've been plagued with moving into apartments with bad tasting tap water. Every time I express this concern, people gaslight me. They don't say, let me come over and try the tap water. They say, no, 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 no. You must be picky. Oh, only people who don't drink water enough don't know what water should taste like. la di da di da No, I've tasted it all. What I've done is every time someone comes over, I make them taste the tap water. And what do they say? Oh, my goodness. So true. Your pipes might be too fresh.
1: Then I start doing
0: some Googling. So everyone's like, yeah, there is like a bit of that taste. It's like, you know, when you get a new um, aluminium lined bottle, it has that taste, you know, it's probably what's happening in your apartment. And the good tasting water is from, you know, I don't want to say it, but decrepit taps. Really? I think so. That's, that's the only correlation. You move somewhere fresh, you get the fresh pipes, you're getting all the chemicals and the things that were used to like make the pipe and the residue of the aluminium and the metal. It's actually terrifying because now bottle water warrior, Neurosis. it's not
1: sexy. What I do want to say is I just thought of it. When you have a tap at home that you're drinking from mm. and you turn the tap on, mm. is the water just chilling there in the pipe until you turn it on?
0: no isn't getting pushed up I mean I know I've seen my water pipes in the garage so that they're coming through a bunch of different tubes but by the time they get to mine they're going through old tubes into my new tubes picking up the new tube residue and I think I know you want to ask like what does it taste like I can tell you exactly what it tastes like first thing's gritty It tastes gritty and like there's a sensation that feels as though there's sediment or dust or dirt that's sitting at the bottom of something. And by the time it gets up, it's picking up a bit with it, picking up a bit with it, picking up a bit with it. Also tastes as if I was in my Bear Grylls era. I'm like doing some off you know, off path, rough terrain, hiking. I've stopped by a local lake to get a bit of water because I've run out of my own. I've scooped a bit of that water where the pebbles are, not, mm. not in the pit, mm. but where the pebbles are. You get a little bit of something. That's what
1: it tastes like. Why were always people having the water from the pebble bit rather than the stream? I'm not sure because the pebble bit is where it's just been sitting stagnant. I feel like you'd want it from the stream. Also, it's where the rain comes down. Mm. Well, I will say I'm having the opposite problem. My building's probably built in the 1940s. Mm. The water is cloudy. No. A bit cloudy apple. Bruv, it's not looking good. It's not looking good, bruv. So, what I suggest you do is get mm. a soda stream. It's good for the environment. I have one, but then I water. need to use a
0: tap water to use a soda stream. <laughs> so, someone said I should use a Brita filter, but it wasn't American who told me that. And I just feel like, no comment. No
1: comment. You're listening to Flex and Frooms. On cater.
0: for a moment there getting dms uh, was not fun but you guys have been really really popping off recently got one the other day it says and i quote hey flex you said once that if people don't dm you after following you you think they're a bot i don't remember <laughs> saying that but i stand by it <laughs> so after several months i want to prove that i'm not Recently in your podcast, I heard you teasing for rooms for not knowing how to close. Teasing. And I can't. <laughs> 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 bullying. <laughs> you can say what it was. <laughs> Harassment in the workplace. Harassment in the workplace. HR is not, is not, is not present. Um, this person says, and I can't either. Either? I never know which one it is. Either. So if it's not too forward to suggest, it would be fun to hear you guys chat about it someday. And maybe you could share some tips of the trade. Also, no, that's a private message. Oh, yes. Love from your fellow Aries.
1: <laughs> so our woman in the dms wants to know how do i close in a relationship in a sexual way with a prospective partner i think we can broaden
0: it out closing is just getting to your desired outcome okay right so that could be a text back that could be a date that could be a route that could be marriage it could be children Though I tease you for not knowing how to close, I'll have you know that Frumi does, in fact, have game. I'm going to put it out on record. I'm going to manifest into Frumi's life. Frumi has a ton of game. If you saw her roster, okay, if you saw her past conquests, you would know the joking's in
1: jest. The teasing's in jest. It's a bit of a gag, okay? Don't jinx it.
0: What do you mean jinx
1: it? Say that I've, you know, done well in the past. So you want me to humble you again? Because I can do it. Okay, okay. No, I've had enough. Any tips for how to close? Okay, tips on how to close. Think about this like a business meeting. Never undersell yourself. Never explain too much. So when you're texting somebody, you don't go, oh, and I did this in the weekend. I did that in the weekend. Let's strip it back. Why are they texting you? Do they want to go for a route? Probably yes. Let's keep it simple. (laughs) Wait, okay. Number two. I don't want to say play it cool. Oh, you've already lost me. <laughs> but it's good. We have different approaches. Please. Okay, let me think about it. I meet, I meet someone at the club. I think they're really cute. Maybe the reason I'm not closing is I have a self-confidence issue. You know, this comes up time and time again. Sometimes you just need to go on the date. So what you have to do is put yourself out there and just say the worst that can happen is you don't take the shot and you don't get anything. So just put it that way. Also I heard Chantelle Odden, the sexologist, once say that you should approach dating like it's like fun, like think of the story. And I think if you're thinking of your life as a story, which is quite a narcissistic main character energy approach, mm-hmm. which I I back, yep. um, just think of the story. So just try and approach someone, try and close it. Let's stop you there. <laughs> I didn't really
0: answer the question. did yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop you there. <laughs> okay. This is how you close a comprehensive guide by Lillian flex mommy. So what you want to do is you need to know your role in life, know what role you play and play that position accordingly. So for me, I try not to give dating advice to people who are not feral and also turbo. It's never going to work because as you start is as you have to maintain is as you have to finish. Right. There's nothing worse than someone coming in all hot and then realizing they're insecure or they're not hot or they don't have the confidence to keep it up. It sends mixed signals. Mm. So if you you are an Aries, I did clock that. So I am going to say you're a fellow turbo. Number one, you always have to make sure you're creating a comfortable environment for the preferred outcome. Everybody loves flirty, they love fun, they love a safe place to land. If you aren't creating fun, flirty, safe place to land, you're never gonna close, all right? So you need to be making sure that everybody's comfortable, everyone feels safe to share, it's amazing. From there, I need eye contact, Mm -hmm. prolonged. I need full sentences, no mumbling. I need direct, direct everything. That's part one. Part two of closing is plausible deniability. Everything you do, you need to have the potential to shake it off if it doesn't land. All right. So if you say, oh, my goodness, you're so cute. And they're like, I have a girlfriend. You're like, oh, can't I compliment a friend? You know what I mean? You can't compliment people these days. That's phase two. Once you know there's mutual thirst, you take a page out of Flex's book and you say the most direct thing you can think of. I think you're cute. And I think you want to take me on a date. Am I wrong in suggesting that? And they say, oh my goodness, ha, 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 ha. I love that you're so forward, ha, 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 ha. Then you go on a date and you fall in love. Works every time. Oh, don't God. do it. If you're not trying to secure someone though. Otherwise you become the love bomber that I was in my past.
1: Hun, no more of that. I think we need to put this into a video and go tick one, two, three <laughs> as your tips. And then we'll go for mine. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms daily podcast.
0: For more, tune into Cater on DAB
1: or stream it on iHeartRadio.